0: bitcoin welcome to another pow market update my name is Anselinner. this is bitcoin and markets this is not investment advice people do your own research let's get started okay once again we've had all-time highs we've got up to almost 7600 on bitstamp let's see where we got on bitfinex and same on Bitfinex. Both hit seventy-five ninety-eight, And then overnight here, we've pulled back to about 7100 uh, I don't think this pullback is over, but let's take a look at some pseudo-fundamentals. Now, if you guys are new to the show, I look at some of the fundamentals of the network here, and then I talk about some stories uh, that might affect the price and, and things like that. Uh, but yeah, so I am looking for not technical analysis, right? This is more of a fundamental show even though there's no i mean the fundamentals of bitcoin are the network effects but there's other things in the 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 network that you can look at but uh these are the things that i uh, watch okay so price right now on bitstamp 72 903 month futures 65 85 so still a huge amount of backwardation. There's people looking at this 2X fork. They're still seeing, you know, some people have taken a position uh, against that's, you know, the price is going to drop with this 2X fork. And we haven't, we've we've gotten new, new all-time highs, but we haven't really broken out significantly to the top side. Uh, that To me, that would be like north of 8,000 uh, 8, would be a significant breakout. And that would, you'll see a lot of shorts uh, getting squeezed and that uh, discount in the futures price squeezing, shooting north. So uh, the spread is still at $700. That's incredible. This has to do a lot with futures price in general, CME stuff that I'll talk about here in a few minutes, but that's a larger topic is, is how futures is going to affect the Bitcoin price. Market cap for Bitcoin, $122 billion. Global market cap is a, just a shy of 200 billion. We hit 200 billion the other day. I think we hit as high as 202. And now we're back to 199. So almost 200 billion. So that leads to a maximum price of 11,965. And I think that's possible after the Segway 2X stuff blows over because it's not going to be this big catastrophic event. Remember, everyone was thinking for this B-Cash, was going to be a big catastrophic event. Myself included, I didn't think that the hard fork was going to be like, it's good to hard fork Bitcoin. There could be major problems. But as it turns out, you know, (laughs) we don't have to worry about Bcash because they suck so bad that uh, it wasn't really that big of a deal. And I think it's going to be the exact same thing with 2x. There's just too large part of the community that doesn't want this. So... Anyway, that's the maximalist price. The average on-chain transaction value is $5,202. So if you're talking about average fees, you need to talk about average transaction size. Eric Voorhees had a comment the other day that got a lot of talk, including from myself on Twitter. And he said, you know, the average fee was $10 on Bitcoin. But first off, that's I think purposely misleading, and of course you'll say, "No, I'm just stating facts." Blah blah blah. You're being misleading here. The average is not the mean. If you look at the most fees, are probably in the dollar range, or maybe the two dollar range. But you pick a block, or you pick a time where there was probably some very large uh, transactions that had a lot of inputs, so they had lots of fees because they were really big, and It moved that average up to $10, but the mean probably was around $1. So, but still, if you're talking about the average transaction fee, you should talk about the average transaction value, $5,000. And at 10%, you're still talking a fraction of 1%. Because a $5,000 transaction, 1% is $50. So if the average fee is $10, you're talking what? 0.2 0.2 percent as a fee that's nothing we have to take these things in context i gotta get some water sorry guys all right i'm back sorry about that BTC value transacted on chain was $2.8 billion. Um, It's it's turning into a real economy and not like a commerce economy, but there's major value being moved with Bitcoin. Major value. Difficulty. Now this has to do a lot with um, the Bcash stuff, with the Segwit2x stuff uh, and how we're measuring all these things because There's some big discrepancies, again, in my two sources here. Um, SEPA's numbers are showing could be a negative 25% um, change or retarget in the difficulty. That would be gigantic, and they don't want that. Remember, Bcash and those people don't want the difficulty to go down on Bitcoin. Why? Because then it's cheaper to mine, and they will have to compete against that. So they want the Bitcoin's difficulty to stay up and they want their difficulty to, um, get figured out here with their, with their new adjustment, which I talk about here in a few minutes as well. Uh, but fork.lol is showing th- negative 3% and that has been more reliable the way that they're figuring it, uh, there on fork.lol. So I estimate, again, uh, on the last show, I estimate somewhere between, I think eight and 12% or no, what would I say? 12 and 16%. Uh. I think it's going to be less than that. Probably 5 to 10% decrease in the difficulty. Not a big deal. Mempool, 7 megabytes. This has come down from, I think, a high of around 60 the other day. And, you know, when when Bitcoin has slow blocks, you, some of the transactions are going to back up. But there, it's not that big a deal. Like, if you really want your transaction to go through, you just pay a higher fee. And you get it through on the next block, which might be 20 minutes away instead of 10. But who cares? It's not that big of a deal. Uh, and now look, we, we saw our first ever, what was it, uh, 1.6 megabyte block a couple days ago. Uh, this is the largest yet. And it consolidated a lot of UTXOs, <clears throat> from what I understand. So there's a few, only a few transactions, like a smaller amount of transactions in that block. Still probably over 1,000. But they took a lot of UTXOs and uh, consolidated them and made them, uh, sent them to SegWit addresses. So uh, preparing this, uh, these these outputs to be used uh, better in the future. That's that's what we're looking at with all of these large blocks like this. SegWit address usage is holding steady above ten percent. I think it got as high as seventeen percent um, in each block. Um, But these anti-Bitcoin companies, you know, these 2X companies like um, Blockchain.info, Zappo, uh, 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 Bitcoin.com, BitPay, some of these anti-Bitcoin, Coinbase, they aren't using SegWit transactions yet. So if they started doing it, we could have like three megabyte blocks and the mempool would be nil. And that's what they committed to, remember? SegWit first. Then 2x, they haven't done any segway yet. They're they're not holding up their end of the bargain either. Uh, anyway, I put links to all this stuff in the show notes for you guys. Over the counter trading, this is more peer to peer stuff like that. Uh, we've seen a big pickup here in the last week. Uh, again, almost at all time highs on local Bitcoin. 65 million in the last week. There's only been one week higher. That was a few weeks ago. So uh, we're trending up. And, of course, this is the dollar value. And I had a discussion with somebody uh, on Twitter the other day when he was talking about, uh, like, he looked at the amount of Bitcoins transacted on local Bitcoins, and it's going down. But the dollar value is going up. And he's like, yeah, but you can't settle these large OTC trades on local Bitcoins anymore. I said, they never were. There's way bigger transactions happening on uh, private, you know, peer-to-peer OTC and they aren't using anything like this. So uh, this is just a representation of kind of the, it's the public side. It's the retail side of OTC. Paxful is at 9 million last week, not all time high. They actually kind of slipped down a little bit this week by about a million, but you know, they're doing great. And I'm really bullish on Paxful actually over the next uh, year. Ledger X last week, 2.4 million. So they they bumped up from 1.9 million to 2.4 million, and those are the one day forward swaps. Um, I thought they were on track for 2.5, but mid midweek they slowed down a little bit. Uh, I expect this to increase as well. So that's the total public OTC data that we have: 76.4 million dollars transacted last week. Okay, so for commentary, what do I think about the price? Remember, this is not investment advice, but. I don't expect any major pullback. I do expect some future consolidation or continued consolidation for the next little while and um, maybe stick around $7,000. The last show, I made the prediction that we would go into this fork about $7,000 on the price. After the fork, we're going to shoot north, just absolutely scream north. And now that this CME stuff is coming up, uh, we might even a couple days prior to the fork start going higher. So. Uh, We'll see, we'll see how that works out. But don't don't be surprised if this week we see uh, a few days of pullback here. I would not expect anything lower than six thousand five hundred something. Probably not get that low, but we'll see. People will be buying the dips. Seven thousand has been uh, really good support, and we might not even break that. But anything can happen, obviously. Don't take my word for it. Please, please do your own research. Bitcoin. Let's get into some stories. So I have a couple uh, Bitcoin related stories. Then I have another one that uh, I'm going to relate into Bitcoin that's from more of a global perspective. Okay, CME futures. I said on the last show, I'm bullish. I'm not very bullish. I mean, long term, I'm uber, uber bullish on Bitcoin. Uh, but there are a few issues that I would like explained a little bit more. I watched Vortex's show uh, from Sunday. So that would be the 5th of November. And he had a good panel on there that talked about these futures markets. They know more than I do. And and they were very bullish on it. They didn't see any real chance for manipulation. And, and I agree, but there are those concerns. So uh, it's right to be a little bit skeptical here. But a lot of people are starting to agree with me that it's more about the education that's going to happen here. So there's this big learning curve in Bitcoin. And these people on Wall Street, these commodity traders, these these hedge fund people, these uh, endowment managers and pension pension people, they're going to f- start learning about Bitcoin due to the CME futures. And that can only be very bullish for the price and they might dabble in futures and then find out, well, shit, there's only going to be ever 21 million of these. I need to get the real thing. I think it's hilarious that they picked November 14th to launch this CME futures contract because that's right before the two X fork. And right after this Bcash fork is supposed to happen on the 13th, I think. Um, it's just, it's really funny to me because remember th- this is what Bitcoin is. Uh, it's going to add another data point to what the real Bitcoin is, is what is traded on these, these CME futures markets. So, uh, but there's a lot of new things to learn because what happens when it forks, what happens if a futures contract is, you know, pricing in, uh, these Bitcoin deriv- uh, dividends it's, it's kind of hard to, to wrap your head around and we'll learn, everyone will learn over the next year, how this exactly is working out. Um, it could discourage some of these forks as well. So we kind of see this feature of lots and lots of forks for Bitcoin. Um, I think there's going to be a time where no one supports them. You know, you might have Bittrex or HitBTC supporting them, but Bitfinex, uh, Okay, Coin. I mean, default. They're not going to support these these forks. The CME, GBTC, all the ETFs. They're going to default, not support the forks. At the most, they're going to, uh, you know, split them and give them back to their investors. So, uh, you know, it could have a pressure to against these forks uh, building up as more products get built on Bitcoin. uh, It's going to be much harder. For any fork to gain traction. And it's just going to be a bunch of shitcoin forks. Okay, this Bcash difficulty. Um, (laughs) It's funny, guys. It's so funny. It's it's very, it's interesting example. It's an interesting example of uh, like centralized development coming to Bitcoin. Just like Ethereum. But with less competent devs. (laughs) I linked to a couple Reddit uh, threads. These are RBTC threads, so viewer discretion is advised. But uh, it's it's funny. They're, they're even talking about difficulty bombs now uh, to be built into some hard forks in the future to force people to upgrade because even their own people are starting to revolt against them. This whole process of changing this emergency algorithm, uh, um, uh, sorry, this uh, emergency difficulty adjustment algorithm is is starting to show people that this is no better than their complaints against core. I mean of course their complaints against core were stupid, but they're seeing that now it's even worse over in bcash. And so these people are going to be coding in these difficulty bombs to force these uh plebs to go along. This is a minor centralized coin. The idea, if you read these threads here, you get the idea of just do it and fix it later. Let's just change. It's going to be better than what we have. We'll just do it and then we'll fix it later if we have to. That's extremely dangerous for something that involves trust. A crypto that involves trust. (laughs) If each change you make is like an experiment and it needs to be adjusted again in the future, people are going to stop wanting to upgrade And that's again where this difficulty bomb comes in. It's trying to to handcuff these people. Um, And you know, bottom line though, it doesn't matter because there's so few people running nodes, and the miners are so extremely centralized. I mean, these are this is the mining development team, and a lot of people have brought up concerns. They say that this was a uh, this was an effort by multiple development teams, and there's agreement. There's six development teams on Bcash. Yada yada yada. That's bullshit. They were not included in this. It was proposed by one developer. One developer decided and got it tested in secret, Got the went and talked to the miners who he works for, and they all agreed, and so they're going to do it. And everyone's got to get along with it or just fuck off. There was even a comment on these threads like, if you don't like it, fork it. This is not how open source development works, people. Uh, it's centralizing right in front of our eyes, or it's 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 so obviously centralized right in front of our eyes. That it's not going to end well uh bcash classic would be <laughs> would be freaking hilarious i would love it i would actually buy some just to support it <laughs> oh man okay so that's what we're looking at remember they're they're going for november 13th to try to look really good before the 2x fork and give miners an, an out to jump over to bcash it's not going to work there might be a small period where they jump onto Bcash, but Bcash is <laughs> built by miners for miners. And it's very, very centralized. So uh, it's just not going to work out. There's, man, the Middle East is falling apart. We saw uh, ISIS kind of start getting beat back. The fighting in, in Syria is uh, getting more under control and coming to an end, it looks like. And all of these conspiracy theories of the last few years where it's uh, ISIS is really the CIA, Saudi Arabia, and Qatar. Uh, those are true. They're conspiracy fact now. And now there's shakeups in all of these countries. There's shakeups between Qatar and Saudi and the UAE. I mean, there's shakeups within this, these, this Gulf Cooperation Council. Now Saudi has arrested 38 ministers or officials in their country. And one of them was this big Prince Talal. He was He was very famous. Made a lot of appearances on CNBC. He even was quoted uh, just like last week saying that Bitcoin's going to implode. Uh, That's not run by any government, and so there's nothing backing it, and it just won't work. Uh, but then he gets rolled up, and all his money, bit his billions or trillions or whatever it is, confiscated. So this is a beautiful use case for Bitcoin. If he would have had invested in Bitcoin, he could have maybe. Kept those bitcoins safe and not had to worry about getting arrested, or at least getting his assets seized. You're always gonna to have to worry about getting arrested, but uh, with Bitcoin, you know it's not a payoff. They had access to uh, um, Silk Roads coins because of a la- they caught the laptop open. But if you have good security on your bitcoins and they arrest you, they're not gonna get those bitcoins. They're not going to get paid. And so there's a, uh, you know, a disincentive to spend money prosecuting you, to spend uh, reputation prosecuting you uh, with no payoff. Not being able to seize your bank accounts and that money. So uh, it's going, the enforcement is not as lucrative to these people. That's another great thing about Bitcoin. Yeah, this arrest of this main guy was... uh, Part of 38 officials in, uh, being swept up in Saudi Arabia. And there's a huge power struggle going on. Where is Saudi allied? Where, where are their allegiances? A lot of people are saying they're shifting to China. They're shifting east. And I totally agree with that. They they see the writing on the wall. So this is a developing story. and It's very important to keep up on. There is a lot of stuff getting shaken up right now in the Middle East. With uh, Iran and saudi arabia syria ending turkey shifting to to russia and the shanghai cooperation council so a lot of stuff is is working against the dollar so let's take a look at the dollar here i haven't looked at this for a little while last i was on the dollar i'm talking about i was talking about this head and shoulders or inverted head and shoulders so the target all the way up to 96 on the dollar but we're stuck at ninety-five. Could keep going up. Uh, I don't. I'm kind of neutral on the dollar right now because it's kind of in a holding pattern right now, and there there hasn't been a ton of news, uh, at least from my perspective, on the currency front. But I will be talking about this more in the future. I mean, I, I the dollar could go another couple percent up before continuing down. But it eventually is going down, people. The dollar is eventually going to go down. Uh, and it's not going to go back to 100. I'm going to say that right now. All right. I'll end the show with looking at the futures market for the 2X contracts. Oh, man, we dipped down the other day. This is Bitfinex. We dipped down all the way to uh, 11% or 011 on the 2X futures. Uh, That correlated with this most recent all-time high, it looks like, and now we're back up to 0.14. We'll have to see what happens, but overall, I think this is going down. People are kind of starting to think that this this shit isn't even going to happen, and so let's get our 15% right now, and they're selling, which is a smart move, and it's just going to be a self-enforcing or reinforcing cycle. They're going to sell their futures contract. The miners are going to look at this. Oh my God, are we going to really mine something with the same difficulty that is 10% of the value? No, we're not. So the quote unquote most accumulated difficulty is going to be on Bitcoin, not 2X. Uh, Let me me just say one more thing about that. So (laughs) these exchanges like Coinbase, they even said in their release to remain neutral, we are going to follow the most accumulated chain. How in the hell can they say they're neutral when they signed 2X agreement? How? That's a bullshit claim. And I've been pointing this out on Twitter. How can you be neutral and qu- follow the "quote unquote" most accumulated work or difficulty, whatever it is, if you're if you're a signatory? I'm calling them out as not neutral. It it doesn't even cross their mind. Like fuck, we signed this thing, and now we're saying that we're neutral. It to me, they just withdrew from the agreement. If they say they're trying to stay neutral, that means they have withdrawn from the agreement. So all these people that are keeping these 2x, no 2x lists out there, put fucking Coinbase, put uh, BitPay, and put blockchain.info on that list and Zappo. All these most accumulated difficulty people. They're trying to say they're neutral. So take them off the fucking list. God damn it. Alright, that's all I have for today, guys. Thank you for listening. My name is Ansel Linder. This is Bitcoin and Markets. If you like to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash Bitcoin and Markets. And again, I also have a resource page on my website, bitcoinandmarkets.com forward slash resources. That's for noobs that want to kind of dive in and get their feet wet. Chronological order, start at the top, work your way down. The learning curve will be a year or two worth of Bitcoin education for you. So uh, if you guys have things that you'd like me to add to that site, you know, message me on Twitter. All right, that's it. See you next time.